Blog Talk Radio. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the next contest, it is set for one for Lord to curfew. Nobody is ready for Oscar. For the club, for life, good, bye. And good night. I know wow. you're on there. Unbelievable happenings in Toronto, CNN. something I want you to do. What I said there's something it? I want you to do. Hello. We're on the air here. Are you having a problem or something? Yes, I'm having a problem. I can hear Miss Betty, my secretary, but I can't, she don't hear me. Oh, you want to, you actually want to talk to somebody on that What do you think I've been dialing for? Of course I want to talk to her. Hey, uh, uh, according to them, so does he, but that's okay. You want a gold medal. Just shut up for a while. How about that? And second of all, go ahead, find it. Go ahead. Oh, wait. It's called a promo, Shut kid. Your and mouth, if you want to be the big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it. So go ahead. Wow. <laughs> See you, fourth wall. The universe is mine. Progress wrestling is mine. Sports entertainment is mine. Everything is mine. And that's for the Super Strong Style Tournament. You may as well just rename it right now. The British Strong Style Tournament. This is WrestleCast Radio with your host, Ryan Cook. Enzo Mori got thrown here because they didn't have anything to do with them, but they're too damn greedy to fire him because they want the merch money. That's my problem with it. It's, it's not a guy who deserves to be getting a good rub like this. And Alex Mello. I saw my first Adam Cole match over the weekend from NXT this past Wednesday. And if that's any indication of what this guy is about, then hopefully Ryan can clue me in why everyone's so excited for one Adam Cole. Because lo and behold, I don't get it. Ladies and gentlemen, before we take this any further... I, I need to apologize to Alex. I told him we were going to have a new intro. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, my plan of getting up and doing it before the show today uh, did not happen. And I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so when I, you're one, alone for, for a week, you got to live it up. I, uh, yeah, it was, it was a long night and long morning. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was like, like I said to you before, before we went on air, I, I was playing rock band until about six in the morning. I woke up on the floor about eight thirty in the morning, two hour, two and a half hours later, and realized there was still fourteen songs in my set list left. And I said, "Well, damn it, the show must go on." <laughs> and then I proceeded to have uh, some more adult beverages and finish the set list, and then. Very happily set the microphone down, turned off the Xbox, and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. You are you are indeed a rock star, sir. As well as let's be real. Let, I mean, we'll kick it off. Uh, you you're probably doing it in honor of one nature boy, Ric Flair, who celebrated Woo! a birthday. <laughs> celebrated a birthday I, yesterday, right? I did. I did. I was. Uh, from from Saturday night when we went to Kill Switch Engage and 
we walked around downtown while I was strutting like Ric Flair because we oh, said man. we were like the horsemen. Um, to after the goofy finish to the elimination chamber, I was still doing my Ric Flair justice. Uh, only problem was I forgot to put on my ten thousand dollar Ric Flair robe that I own. No, not, not a ten thousand dollar Ric Flair, but the one that I got at Toys R Us. <laughs> but, uh, I should have been wearing the robe, damn it. Yes, yes, you should have, sir. Know. Oh my. So <laughs> as we touched on last week, our our horsemen. Uh, or Ric Flair, you know, kind of saying his modern day four horsemen. Now, I, now I, I just casually heard you say, oh, we were saying we were the horsemen, even though we usually say we're part of uh, the horsemen. How many stables do you have, Cook? And, and <laughs> do I even make your Rushmore of horsemen? Good God. I, uh, I am a turncoat. I am a heel. <laughs> I jump on every bandwagon and faction that I can get my grubby ass hands on. (laughs) You are, uh, you are the nature boy. Jeez. (laughs) No, Alex, of course you make my, uh, my Mount Rushmore horseman. As as you were the only one who uh, was not mad that I decided to uh, Superman dive into a random limousine that we decided to just take as a cab in Vegas. Nope. Well, uh, Jordan Soap was going, hey, somebody get a hold of this kid as i diving into this limo. (laughs) You're like, hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. That phone call, though. That's all I got to say. But anyway, we got a jam-packed show. Um, Let's be real. The Elimination Chamber uh, was last night. The the historical inaugural uh, women's Elimination Chamber took place. Uh, yes, the, the show was very, very predictable, uh, but it had some highlights and it had some mm-hmm. meh, you know, to it as well. Uh, <laughs> and and a, a very hard segment involving their newest uh, signee, one Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Um, also, I mean, let's be real, New Japan uh, uh, teaming with ROH this past weekend doing the Honor Rising uh, shows there. Uh, were they were they both in Karukin? Uh Yeah, they were both at uh, Corkin Hall, right next to the Tokyo Dome. I, my God, this show will be me eating crow on probably a third of the New Japan <laughs> roster. I would say. <laughs> my God, I had lots of fun watching this. I, I'm, I'm hoping Ryan got into it in between uh, sets and and uh, <laughs> more loco and and some kill switching. Oh God, no, 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 this no, is in no. 2012. Sorry, oh, loco. God, that's like 2009. Yeah, oh, I think God, we had wow. those. We I just remember dumping the blue raspberry one down the sink of our hotel room at New York, New York, <laughs> going, no, no, this is not gonna happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, no. we're we're gonna get into that. Also, the New Japan Cup brackets were announced, and some pretty big matches for the Long Beach show. March twenty fifth. My God, I'm I'm more excited for a Long Beach show than WrestleMania, Ryan. What the hell's going on? Yeah, that that tag team match, and you know, I'll, I'll tell you this too. Not giving away our second fall with the new with the New Japan on a Rising shows, but I had more chills uh, in that final promo just because of how oh God, like we're yeah. going to go from this to this to this in a very serious manner and then leave. 
than anything I saw in the last week going, oh, my goodness. When when the Young Bucks said, we've been trying to tell you ever since Room yep. 710 when you brought him with, that we are moving to the heavyweight division. I did the loudest thank Christ I've ever done in my life in my living room. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. So excited. I, I could imagine Isaiah doing the robot um, if you saw that. that <laughs> gabba, gabba. <laughs> but we'll talk about that big announcement as well as uh, last week's Raw. Uh, the I would say the, uh, the gauntlet match that took place was probably – like you had that reaction to the Young Bucks was my reaction to the gauntlet match, uh, especially I would say a resurgence to Seth Rollins' career, which has been a little, uh, uh, I, I would say, moderately uh, meddling in the middle, if you will, over the last 14, 16 months. <laughs> uh, but I would say hit it back on stride um, after, after last week. We'll, we'll talk about that. But, of course, we'll start off the uh, the show with the first fall with some news, rumors, and innuendos. Be right back. WrestleCast, Strong Style Media. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get Strong Style Media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you, that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com mail letters, ship packages, all the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pints Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out The Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over this safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. 
Okay. Demtris, who was annoyed by me as I continued to sing that at work uh, before I took my vacation venture that I'm on right now. <laughs> it was uh, it was a boring evening, and the big boss man continued to come into my. <laughs> uh, we got I thought some... that was an homage to the uh, guy from that Midwest All Star Wrestling show we went to. Oh, that was like Justice? the bootleg boss man. There you go. I knew he had an awesome punny name. I I still never forget Elijah just screaming, Barney Five, Barney Five, go yeah. back to Mayberry. He was he was so rowdy. I'm it not was talking the, Rhonda. Whoa! It was the most babyface like insult ever, but people <laughs> did chant Mayberry for like a minute. <laughs> um, not a ton of news. On my end this week, we'll see if Alex has any anything that I missed and any of the omissions at the end of the show. Uh, Tony Reale, by the way, is the guy I was thinking of last week from Around the Horn, where he oh, was yeah, coming at the one. end of PTI. Yeah, and he'd be like, they'd be like, what did we forget? And Tony Reale would come and sun him for all the things they screwed up on and missed. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Jim Cornette goes on record saying in 2016 – NXT lost $13 million and they lost 19 in 2017. Said it's not a ton of money, but holy bleep. Um, if we had that money, myself and Danny Davis, he's talking about the Ohio Valley wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, losing $32 million over the next two years. Uh, and then you could have anybody you want that's not in New Japan or on the main roster. Wow, what we could have done in OVW. Jim Cornette have a case with the, you know, the names that came out of OVW that maybe if they had a bigger budget, they could have even turned around more stars? I mean, yes and no. Um, yes, the talent, uh, that, that's hard to say. I mean, I would say it's almost, ah, damn. I mean, when you got Orton, Leviathan, so, yes, I mean. <laughs> Prototype. Anyway, Lesnar. My, <laughs> my thing is, is I, I think it has to do with the staff. I think it's not as many people trying to get their bleep in, if you know what I mean, just creatively, where I think the NXT staff in itself, from the trainers, you know, to, to the writers, to what, you know, how they're working promos now, I think it's more so a, a uniformed product, which I think is more important. It's teaching them the route so, you know, you know sink or swim when they make it to the, to the main level. Um, money lost, yes, but, I mean, I, I think it's, it's going all in the right in the right places they're doing only a hundred seats you know nxt house shows until they get you know to the bigger cities where they hit four or five stops within about a week or two stretch and then head back to the local florida territories if you will so i mean uh, talent wise eh you know uh, again you can you can kind of see it's kind of a wash in some instances yes now they pull a little bit more from other companies indies you know around the world but 
I, I think it's uh, a, a better fit now than what it was, you know, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And for the money they lose doing this NXT, if that, I mean, and obviously this is just a rumor, you know, we, who knows what Jim yeah. Cornette, if he's saying is true or not. But, I mean, the money they lose, they they make up for tenfold in other places. So it's not like I mean, it's hurting, the, you know, their, their capita in the company. Um, I'll just say they, one name, Sarah Del Rey. Sarah Damato yeah. has done wonders oh, for when NXT. We get to, when we get to the chamber, um, I'll have a lot to say with, with the Sarah Del Rey thing. Well, not, not necessarily about her, but yeah, no, I, I got some things to say about chamber. Um, this is something I didn't even have on here, but with Jim Cornette saying this and making stars, I just, I heard this discussion and I really think that the person who mentioned this has a case. And I wanted to bring it to your attention and, and yeah. see if you agree or disagree. This is completely, this is a shoot off topic from anything we have on a script. <laughs> but is Vince McMahon the worst star maker in wrestling? Like everyone talks about, oh my God, Vince McMahon just makes these stars. He might, it, he might be the worst creator of a star in the world. Is there any? Hey man, it, must pose. <laughs> am I am I wrong when I say this that he's he's not this giant star creator that everybody says he is? I think it's I a think complete horror. Not really being. I mean, yes and no. Again, star maker, star creator. Yes, because he's giving them a platform. He's giving them the stage that is World Wrestling Entertainment, or even back then, World Wrestling Federation. So in that instance, hell yeah, he's a star maker. He knows what's good. He knows what's not, at least majority of the time. In Vince, we trust, even though we rag on him more, it seems like, you know, more more than anything. But, I mean, did, you know, Jim Crockett create a lot of those guys? Did I mean, Paul Heyman create a lot of the ECW, well, let, you know, Bischoff? Did he carry Scott Hall, you know? I'll, 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 say, I'll say Paul Heyman did. Paul Heyman took a guy like Mikey Whipwreck and made him a star. He took Tommy Dreamer and made him a star. He but took, I think that's more the company than than actually. Uh, but he, I think it's more the environment. I, I guess my defense that. on Heyman is he was the company. He took a guy yes. like Raven who got blackballed in WCW and WWF and made him into a household name that both companies wanted to steal. You know, when, when they yeah, made him Johnny and- Polo and Scotty Flamingo and he said, bump that. He's like, what do you want to do? And he wanted to do it. They made it work. No, but so, so here, here's my Vince thing. And like I said, this is, this is way off topic, and I'm sorry because I know we have a tight, tight show here. But if you, if you look at the four greatest drawing superstars in WWE, WWF history, comes from the three eras, I would think. And you can correct me on any of these four if I'm wrong. But obviously from the 80s is Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. You look in the Attitude Era, it's The Rock and Austin. And then you look at the current reality era, Ruthless Aggression, whatever you want to call it, John Cena. Cena. Those yep. are the four big, right? Yes. Vern Gagne made Hulk Hogan the star, not Vince. When The Rock came in, he tried to make him a baby face named after his father and grandfather, and it didn't work until Pritchard and, and all those mm-hmm. guys basically convinced him to turn him heel. 
And he was and that's what I was gonna say with with the attitude era too is he had a lot of smart great people around him, even due to himself. He was gonna call Stone Cold like Ice Fang or something like that. Uh huh. And then you look at Cena; he was gonna fire him until Stephanie made her dad not fire him. So the four biggest stars he's ever had, he had nothing to do with and almost didn't even wanted to get rid of and cast aside. Like, it just, it's crazy to think about that. Like, and like I said, I know this got way off track, but you know, that's the but reason again, I think I'll, I'll bring up my, I'll, I'll bring it up though. Yes. He wanted to get rid of these guys and yes, he didn't make them, but Vern Gagne in Minnesota was not getting the exposure, you know, day, you know, no. week in and week out on the platform. Vince McMahon did that. Vince McMahon so that means- decided to, Hey, we're going to give Hogan the title, beat the Sheik. You know, and just do something where you're like, wait, what just happened? That's so does Vince that mean McMahon. that he's a great businessman? Well, yeah. I mean, that, yes. Because, again, he gives them that platform where, you know, okay. the, the other okay. people that made them didn't. So that's why so, I said it's a yes and no. Creatively, no. But, again, businessy or business, you know, like aspects. Oh, God, yes. Okay, that's that's just like I said. I I know this is a random tangent, but I I heard somebody bring that up, and I'm like, you know what? That's a hell of a true statement that he's, you know, and that's sadly, and he never claimed he, to be the creator of. Oh of no no no, and, and I'm not saying he ever did, or I, you know, I'm not saying he ever put himself on that pedestal. I just more you know hodgepodge spit take type thing, like mm-hmm. you know, just kind of a you know water cooler discussion. Yeah, but it's just it's it's crazy because I was Deep thinking pockets. about this. And if you look at the WWE in the last maybe four to five years, maybe I'll say since Daniel Bryan, they haven't created a star in years. Like everything is so give and take and 50, 50, like you can't just have one guy win all the time and make a star. Everything is, well, he can win this week, but he can lose next week. You know, Tom Phillips Mm -hmm. obviously said, obviously said wins and losses matter in the WWE. No, they don't. And that's why they haven't made a new star. And not <laughs> not to jump right in the chamber, but like for as much as they did for Braun, he still loses. And I don't understand yeah. why this guy keeps losing. It just it's you're killing any 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 momentum. opportunity to make a super thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Any momentum to make this guy a superstar because for every win he has, he loses. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's won in the last three or four pay per views. Take that, Kane. No, he he hasn't. And what sucks is to going back to that momentum, not to spoil WrestleMania, but when Braun Strowman beats The Miz for the Intercontinental title, that's killing the momentum of The Miz. Yes, it could be, hopefully, we can hope and pray it's a transition for The Miz to finally enter the, the heavyweight title picture, you know, to kind of alleviate that spring, early summer uh, you know, kind of uh, run there, but uh, you know, again, momentum. Yes, we'll we'll shift to Braun, but again, hopefully that doesn't leave someone who's had a great two years. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with someone like the Miz there, but I agree. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's very interesting um, on, on on that take for sure. But but again, when you talk about creative, let's not forget the XFL and look what he's <laughs> trying to do, bring it back. Hey, you know, maybe, and maybe that just weeds them out. Once again, 205 Live last week was awesome. Uh, Mustafa Ali against Jack Gallagher in the main event was tremendous. Uh, Buddy Murphy, 
Buddy freaking Murphy from NXT works no. Ari Dabari, and it's the best match I've seen both of them have. It, NXT is just going light years to where we want it. And I swear to you, uh, Drake Maverick himself, Rockstar Spud, <laughs> is the savior of 205 Live. I know Elijah's breaking something if he's listening because he hates that guy. But ever since he came in, Alex, did you watch? Did you watch? Are you up on 205 Live or have you still not jumped back in yet? I, I want to. When you, when you said 205 Live, I shook my head. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to watch nine episodes. <laughs> And most people need to do that. I, and I get it. Uh, literally only five. Five episodes is all you need to five. catch up on. It's the one with Cedric Alexander against Mustafa Ali, the one that I talked about about a month ago. And then mm-hmm. the, this, this last four episodes have been the first round of the tournament. But apparently Rockstar Spud must listen to the show because I've been complaining about Jack Gallagher and his stupid outfit for, for months and months <laughs> and how they turn this guy into a dork because Vince McMahon doesn't know how to create new stars. And mm-hmm. Drake Mavericks is Jack Gallagher. You are one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yep. I've watched you overseas where I've lived, you know, blah, 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 because they're both UK. Why don't you show up next week in the tournament and get yourself together and get yourself some proper wrestling attire? And he came out in wrestling gear and he had <laughs> wrestling attire. He didn't have those stupid shoes. It was amazing. I, I was so excited. I'm like, thank God that this is a wrestling show again and not who's going to take Alicia Fox on a date. Is it Cedric Alexander? Is it Rich Swan? <laughs> or is it no way I'm dar? You know, it's not that crap anymore. It was, it was so awesome. So awesome. awesome. 205 live is fantastic right now. Um, I haven't even in my little cute diary that, that I get made fun of. I didn't even write 205 live in there yet because I just wanted oh, to man. watch it. It's so good. Is it going to be a revision? Are you going to have a unabridged version? Of the, uh, I told Demetrius. I told Demetrius during the chamber when when we get closer to the end of the year, I think I'm gonna put all these matches into a PDF and just like post it. And if anyone wants to download it, they can have it. Like here's Ooh. here's my cute 2018 diary. But I agree. oh man, I'm so excited, so excited for that. Um, I did want to ask though, are you excited about the rumors Seth Rollins heel Oof. turn after WrestleMania? to feud with Roman Reigns, essentially uh, the, the Ambrose slot because Ambrose was the guy, as we pinpointed months ago, to go heel. Uh, no, it's like another because, Rollins turn. Because if they're smart, uh, he <laughs> Roman Reigns, uh, after last night's chamber pay-per-view, didn't gain sympathy for from anyone. <laughs> Again, you have to send the crowd home happy, even though they are, a majority of them are PO'd. Uh, no, this is what you do. After you have, <clears throat> unfortunately, Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar at, at Mania, um, you know, you, you, you kind of swerve the swerve. I don't think you do Seth Rollins going heel again, especially after that tremendous performance last week on a Raw. Great momentum, as well as uh, having a, a great chamber uh, showcase last night as well. I think you have Roman finally go. I think if, if Vince is smart, if he wants to create someone, because no one cares this is three years in the making. No one cares that, you know, Roman Reigns is going to win the title. Why do you want to end your show on, on another down note back-to-back years? I think you obviously you can't do it at the end of Mania, but I think it's something the night after. Or maybe, you know, leading up into the next pay-per-view is that you keep Rollins' face and you have Reigns turn heel. 
He's not Cena. He's not going to be your merch seller. Hell, a mid-carder who is eh in the ring in Elias is is becoming a, a bigger merchandise seller. Hell, a guy who's been buried so many times, I thought it was Bray Wyatt's. Rusev is gaining more merchandise sales, and yet he's still just Vince. Get over it. Hopefully, someone can you know talk a little bit more sense into him because I think that's the way you get Roman over. Like you said, to your Rocky Maivia point, that failed. Go to Plan B, and you'll succeed. It's just it's uh, it's just it's so frustrating that like you you just. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's it's the first time because... I cared about Seth Rollins since probably WrestleMania 31. <laughs> that whole year, pretty much. And I think you kill that momentum. What are your thoughts on that? I like. I get why they're doing it because they need to fill the void. But in in, in let's be honest, injuries have really derailed a lot of this. Like, what is Seth Rollins going to do at WrestleMania? You know. Ambrose is gone. That gets rid of that. Jason Jordan yeah. is injured. That gets rid of that. It sounds like it's going to be Rousey and Angle against Trips and Stephanie now at Mania. So that gets rid of doing Rollins versus Angle, which to me made sense because, you know, he's stop picking on my boy type thing. Um, so I don't even know what they do with Rollins as it is. For, do they somehow insert him into the main event? No. I didn't mean to whine like that, but damn it, just stop. Why Him do they and have Valor? To... Look, he, I mean, I, just I have a showcase this, match? I said this to Demetrius last night while we were watching the Women's Chamber, and I said, don't be mad when I say this, but I have an odd feeling that they could have Sasha Banks win this match and then have Nia Jax beat Asuka so then they can shoehorn this women's title match into a four-way and put Bliss back in it. And he looked at me and shook his head, and I said, I know. I Trust me, I know. But the WWE continuously, why was there seven guys in the men's chamber? There's no, like, why do you have to constantly, like, it's like a participation trophy. Well, we don't have anything to do with him. Let's just shoehorn him into it. No, you don't. Like, okay, Braun and Miz make sense to put in the match because they're going to be a feud. Cena and Elias make sense because they're kind of feuding. And then Rollins and Reigns because of the Shield thing. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor's my favorite guy out of those seven. Sorry, dude. We don't have anything for you right now. You're not in the match. Why do you have to put everybody in there? I just don't get it. And I'm glad they didn't go that route with the women because I was going to lose my mind. If, and this is, this is me saying I was going to lose my mind with Sasha Banks winning the title. That's like, so obviously, once again, I'm not being biased. I'm just, I don't understand why they have to put 58 people in one match all the time. And if they decide to put Rollins in the main event with Reigns and Lesnar, then what was the point of the chamber? What's the point of any of the stipulation matches anymore? It just seems like, it's like, ah, they'll, they'll forget. Um, I disagree with the Balor thing, though. He's, over the last month, he's kind of been building the stuff against the Miz, um, and the Miz with him and Anderson and Gallows. Uh, I mean, you got the history with him and Rollins. Let's not forget, they did fight for the Universal title. Uh, the very first match for that title. Um, so there's a little bit there. Uh, so who do you take yeah, Or are you on the boat that there should have been Cena seven? The, I, uh, seven was a little too much. I think you take Cena off of there. 
Um, especially because again, I don't know what where they're going story wise with this, but they they didn't need him to showcase this. Hell, he's going to be on the fast lane pay per view in a few weeks. In like two weeks, by the way, and and he's still not even you know penciled in for a match, but he's supposed to be there. So take him out, <laughs> or, and like we both said, take Braun out and have him beat the Mizraj. Yeah, you, he he wins the handicap match, and it just. It's one of those things that I just, I don't understand why WWE has, it's like, gosh, and I didn't want this to be a, a WWE bashing show or segment whatsoever, but it just, every time there's something good, something frustrating comes out of it, it just blows <laughs> my mind. I just, I don't understand why they always have to put all these guys into one match to make everybody be able to compete, or why can they never have a heel beat a face? And when I say a heel beat a face, I don't mean like, you know, they don't do it. But when they do, it's like they have to cheat or they can mm-hmm. never just beat the baby face. You know, Braun Strowman murders everybody and he still loses. What was the just like getting tapped in the stomach uh, with shoulders? He, I, here's an example I gave to Demetrius and uh, and uh, last night uh, back in the summer of 2014. There was this this thing where BB Hulk said he could beat the whole group. I believe it was when they were maximum. So he challenged Naruki Doi, Cyber Kong, KZ, and Mondai Ryu in a four like a four on one handicap match, and said I can I can take you guys. If this was the WWE, BB Hulk would somehow manage to come out on top, just like AJ did against Zayn and Owens. Uh, he takes out he takes out Mondai Ryu. He takes out, I think, KZ or CyberCong, one of the two. But then it's still Naruki Doi and the other guy. And Naruki Doi pins him and wins the title. And then BB Hulk ends up beating Doi back in a one-on-one later. But the fact remains that Dragon Gate goes, look, this dude isn't beating four people. <laughs> and he did win. And he loses. And he loses the title. That's, and, and he looks fantastic coming out of this because you're like, man, he took out two guys in a four-on-one? Wow, to me that's more impressive than him somehow winning the match because I know it's not believable. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what just blows my mind is Braun Strowman eliminates five people. He gets hit with four or five finishers in a row, and Roman Spear is better than all. Roman Spear apparently is better than a curb stomp, um, a coup de gras, and a attitude, attitude adjustment, adjustment and a Superman punch all in a row. The spear is better. Is literally what I learned last night from watching. Um, two spears, sir. It took. Oh, sorry. Two, two spears. Two spears. I just. Uh. <laughs> like, it just I it, agree. I, and just imagine. <laughs> and just imagine this, especially when uh, former ECW World Champion, as well as Donald Trump representative at WrestleMania 23, uh, and I, I guess. TNA heavyweight champ. I don't know if that means anything, but Bobby Lashley reportedly, finally, as we all have known since January, uh, agrees to terms to come back to the WWE. Now, this is a scenario that's going to uh, make me a little angry, uh, since you know how I feel about Bobby Lashley. Uh, just imagine <laughs> when they set him against Strowman, and then he beats Braun Strowman. Oh. I will probably flip my TV. With with so much furious anger, I I, I don't know what's, what what will happen. 
I I started looking for a sounder and then just gave up in frustration because that <laughs> statement just irritates me. It's what, it, where, it, where does Bobby Lashley fit in all of this? Good you're, God, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Look, I mean, you can look at look at the um, you know, the write up I have for the show. Oh, Lashley signed with WWE. That's how much I gave a crap about it. And I will I will admit we had a great run at the end of Impact working like EC3 and guys like that. So maybe they're thinking, well, we'll just put them somewhere. But no, they want to shoehorn them into a photo. He's still fighting it again, Edwards. Like, like, you're going to put him with Lesnar already? That is, God, what has Vince got his do-rag ready to go again? Oh, my God. Do you remember when Vince wore a do-rag when he wrestled Bobby Lashley? Oh, (laughs) yeah. he got his head shaved? Like, Vince is... Vince is probably so excited that last oh Bobby Lashley at the market. And then he you know, he probably <laughs> personally signed him. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's just it's like no. Push Cesaro. Push <laughs> yeah, push, push Cesaro. Push Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Push Carl Anderson. There, I said it. There's my Carl Anderson for it. That's how much I care about it. Do you, care you about think Lashley would have benefited? No, not not at all, because I know Owens loses every time, unfortunately. does. Do you think Lashley would have made a better impact <laughs> on the indie scene or going to, like, a New Japan, All Japan, or no, Dragon Gate? No, he would have been Ryback. He would have been Ryback. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think anybody would be paying... This kid's this kid, excuse me. This guy is getting a <laughs> WWE contract because he's going to sell the kids. Kids are going to love the Ooh. fact that this monster. Apollo Cruz ain't selling the kids, and he's way more talented than Bobby Lashley. Yeah, but he's a little guy. Light years beyond. What? He's a little guy though. Little. People don't want to see little guys. That guy is jacked. He's like seven Demetriuses. Yeah, no, he's and he's a hell of a better word. It's it. Look, I I feel like Bobby Lashley is a consolation prize because deep down Vince McMahon listened to this show and he went on the the Google and he was like, "Who is this Ryan guy talking about Katsuya Kitamura?" And he couldn't get Kitamura because he's locked in New Japan. So Bobby Lashley was a replacement. Because I will tell you this, I would rather watch Katsuya Kitamura work the indies than Bobby Lashley work the indies. <laughs> Oh, and that, that's a straight shoot. I know that Kitamura is probably not as good as Lashley if you really want to be, you know, specific on things. But I'll tell you what, that dude probably works way harder than Bobby Lashley does at this point in his career. Yeah. You know, no denying that. And, especially you know, when he, he's handing Cody Rhodes a chair. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's like, if you, you know, he he didn't get the Jack guy he wanted, so... But and and that's this this is where it all goes back down to the same thing where it's like Vince McMahon is running out of things to do. So what does he do? He just he brings back old guys that he loved to push probably because he lifted weights with them. <laughs> Good I God, does he that mean loved... Scott Steiner's going to come back? Ugh. Oh man, well that's a whole different ballpark. But I I just Thank like you. and and, I, and you know what? Good for Bobby Lashley. Kudos to him. He's getting a contract. He's probably getting paid pretty well to come back, and Ugh. he. Had a good run in Impact for for what he was doing there. He made himself a bigger star. I feel like in some aspects they did a great job with him. And just ask you know, Eddie Edwards, it, man. 
<laughs> yeah, well, Eddie Edwards did, did help him a lot. But, no, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Is, would you call Lashley a WWE guy or a TNA guy? Uh, TNA. Just like, would you call Kurt Angle eight years in WWE or ten years in TNA? What would you call him? Which kind of a guy is WWE. He, WWE. So put him over. Far okay. better impact. I mean, he had great matches in TNA, don't get me wrong, but you, you can't compete him versus Jericho versus Benoit versus Edge versus Austin versus The Rock. I yep. mean, just so many, you know, and, and the world's greatest tag team. He, he, Brock Lesnar, I mean, with a broken freaking neck. I mean, let's be real. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy he was, was at his best, at its finest at the WWE. Kurt Angle of old, where have you gone? Because, wow. Oh, my God. I don't know if he, he was as bad as Rousey was in that beginning of that promo. I told he you that was, dude. Yeah. That dude's like. 21. Yeah, oh, my God. I told you that dude's got dementia or something, man, because he is whacked out half the time. You don't know what he's talking about. And a throwback to WrestleMania 21, since uh, he did have uh, probably in my top three WrestleMania Mania matches of all time, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Look it up. Please. Yeah. Um, obviously, you said you don't care about Owens versus Zayn probably at WrestleMania. I'm with you. I don't care. I don't understand why you're splitting them up already to have this match. It's stupid. Let's move on. Uh, Dusty Classic That's three is times back. in a lifetime for them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you know, twice, twice in a lifetime doesn't happen. <laughs> God, <laughs> why is it every time WWE does something good, there's so much crap that follows? I just, oh. I just, I think I just pooed myself on accident, and it probably smells better than seeing Owens versus they in the exact same program that Owens and Jericho were in last year. The exact Do you think they thing. rush it and bring Delirious back? Delirious. Or what was it? Oh, Generico, sorry. See, I, I got my MCW booking story crossed up again. Plus, I saw Delirious this weekend. <laughs> um, Dusty Classic, winners get Fish and O'Reilly at TakeOver. We have Heavy Machinery against Street Profits. TM61 against the Authors of Pain. Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli take on Sanity. And Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch take on the Mustache Mountain, British Strong style themselves, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. WWE literally called them British Strong style, a.k.a. Mustache Mountain. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. Sanity, sanity to me is probably the pick to win it because of the feud. But how awesome mm-hmm. would it be if Trent Seven and Tyler Bate uh, win this thing and take on Fish <laughs> O'Reilly and take over? I, I would applaud and I would probably move to Florida. <laughs> Just so I could see them them wrestle. Um, that that would be amazing. I, I think it's great. But what do you think of the bracket change that they kind of uh, did as well? Did you see anything on that? No. What is, what is, is it? Are you talking because it's only um, it's only um, eight teams instead of sixteen? No, they they kind of repositioned, I believe, uh, a team there. I believe they 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 moved TM61, which used to be on the uh, Tino Sabatali uh, and Riddick Amas side, and and they pretty much swapped them there. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe because you know what? Probably WWE is going. Well, 
if Sanity wins, we'll have to have Authors of Pain win because we got to have heel versus face. Mm-hmm. And then so do you think- if Heavy Machine or Street Profits win, they got to wrestle Mustache Mountain because then you got it, – it, it's just it's stupid booking. You know, just have mm-hmm. the best teams win. Mustache Mountain. I got I'm I'm rooting for them because that would be dope. But do you I, think I'd they fight Authors of Pain then? In the final Um Well if the brackets go this way, my guess is Authors of Pain beat TM sixty one. I'm guessing Street Profits beat Heavy Machinery. Yeah. I'll go Authors of Pain over Street Profits. Um, let's see, going to the other side, I'll take Sanity over Moss and Sabatelli. I'll go Bait and Seven over Lorcan and Birch. Unfortunately, I think Sanity beats Mustache Mountain. I think Sanity wins the whole thing. And then they do huh. Sanity against Fitch and O'Reilly. I'd be fine with but, that, but you got to get Damo in there instead. Yeah, yeah, instead of uh, <laughs> that weird, like, clown-looking guy. Wait, that's not Oni Larson or whatever that dude's name no, is? No, Oni Larson. It's the exact same Biff guy. Biff Busick. Biff Busick. He's my favorite character in Back to the Future. Busick. Um, last thing I have on this, um, Bray Wyatt. Did you see his... Uh, oh, yeah. Is supposed to be spending 12 Gs on... 14,000. Well, he's supposed to be spending $14,735 per month on child support. He's only paying 6000 How much money is Bray Wyatt making if he's got $15,000 a month in child support? That's a $180,000 a year. What is this guy <laughs> making? Oh, easily high six figures, if not seven. Good Lord. That is a waste of money. Um, <laughs> oh. Sorry. Let's let's. As apparently now everybody's saying like he, he came out and saying it's crap. Blah blah blah. Um, let's go down these lists here. Hundred and twelve dollars and seventy nine cents he spent at a Miami bar. That's all like a good night to you. Nothing no. crazy. That's like three <laughs> drinks. Four drinks in Miami. Uh, Hundred eighteen dollars and forty eight cents at Stillwater's Tavern. I'm assuming it's another bar. Keeping it local. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's tight. Uh, $171.20 on women's swimwear. So he's hooking up uh, Jose Offerman's daughter pretty well. For the free <laughs> baseball heads out there. Um, $139.60 at the Burlesque Club E11. Even, E11, even, whatever that means. Maybe it's just eleven. I don't know. Two hundred eighty-five dollars at Tootsie Strip Club. Now we're in business. Now they're having some fun. Oh. Five hundred and thirty-three dollars and ninety-three cents on jewelry in quotations, not for his wife, at Diamonds Direct. I love how that's included in the uh, wow. testimony. And last but not least, five thousand six dollars and twenty-seven cents on food. Supplies and miniature horses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why is wow. Bray Wyatt spending five Gs on mini horses? Why is this because, happening? Because JoJo's like 20. <laughs> Alex, is there any omissions that I may have forgotten in the news this week as we wrap that crap up? 
Uh, yes, I, I want to apologize to uh, to Jay White and Hangman Page, but we'll get into that here uh, in the second fall. On a rising, can't wait. I love it. That's one of the greatest things I ever heard. Thank God, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you this right now. We're going. We're going to go to break. But just like Alex has seemed to have found, you better get on the Jay White train now because in a couple months when you're like, oh, this guy's really cool, I'm gonna tell you to get the hell away from me. Just like all you Laker haters, when LeBron goes to Lakers, and you guys are like, oh, the Lakers are pretty cool. Get the hell away from me. Told you this. Get on now while you're still accepted. Because from the sounds of it, Alex has seen the light. Y'all better, too. WrestleCast, Strong Style Media. Be right back. Your late-night hip-hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network, catch up on your latest on hip-hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like diamonds. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my pet. Check my feet when I'm walking to see if it ain't. I've seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sort of clear to air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the real, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send an MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. My. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio.
the amount of trolling that I'm hoping I did by pissing everyone off playing that uh, was, was worth it to me. Shout out to <laughs> Cody, man. He knows the audience. He knows how to get to uh, – he's won me over. I'm, I'm just going to say it. He has won me over with how he carries himself. I, I've been – Inching towards that for for months now, but but like I said, like I keep saying, he gets it. I'm like yeah, I totally just see him as this guy. <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah, you he really is. figured it out with this Japan crowd. You look at two years ago at Wrestle Kingdom when he wrestled Juice, nobody gave a crap. Nope. And Even now he, he's he's and him and Abushi had a good match this year. I thought. Yeah, it was awesome that the uh, the crossroads off the. Off the apron? Yeah. Oh, my God. And, they, I mean, and Brady Rhodes, you know, she's doing a good job when she's out there with him. Mm-hmm. And she's hot, which is which helps. But, I mean, that's, that's whoa, all. Whoa. Sorry about that. Sorry, sorry, Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> Brandy Rhodes, if you're listening, one three four seven eight five seven ten sixty. Call me and tell her. Call me. Say hi. He means to say it's uh, hot in Atlanta where she's filling wags Atlanta. Oh, yes, yes, with uh, Deontay Wilder's wife, the bomb squad. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was I was going to watch that show just because Cody Rhodes and Deontay Wilder, and I couldn't even do it. Um, but there's a really hot blonde on the show, too. But anyway, let's not talk about that crap. Um, watch out, ladies, he's single. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> On a rising, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Now you're gonna, I'm going to get 800 texts after you just said that. Now, like what? <laughs> <laughs> we're going. We're going out for tackles and bowling tonight, ladies. Come, come find Uh-oh. us. Oh, all you can bowl in pins in Oakdale. All you um, can taco. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have three soft <laughs> chicken and three hard beef, <laughs> and. uh Potentially a dose that keeps, I don't know. But, on a rising, night one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what, as a whole, I thought these shows were cool. I I got behind most of it. There was some stuff that kind of, eh. I'll be honest, I didn't go anything higher than three and a half. I only did that for one match. A couple got three and a quarter, a couple threes, but a lot of this were mid-twos, and I had a couple couple under twos, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, Alex, I thought the shows were really fun. I maybe yes. didn't think the quality of wrestling was the greatest, but I did enjoy them. Um, the continuation you know, and starting of storylines story just, it reminded me a lot of very, you know, Easternized, you know, variations of how professional wrestling is booked. And yes, a lot of it had to, or Westernized, sorry. And a lot of it had to be the fact that they're, they're all, you know, majority, you know, American, you know, Canadian wrestlers, even hell, some British in there. So it's like they're kind of playing to both audiences now since, again, mm-hmm. they are seeking that more exposure with the expansion in L.A., you know, with the, the big Long Beach shows, what have you. But, no, I, I thought this played favorably for both audiences, you know, from, from their diehards and trying to capture that new audience with the flow from Wrestle Kingdom uh, just last month. It seems like forever ago, but it was just literally <laughs> six weeks ago. Um, kind of just break down the results here, and then we can kind of talk the show. I figure, well, I figure we'll go results and then talk the show, and then go. go yeah, to I didn't two. watch every match, so I watched um, like the marquees. Okay, so so yeah, I mean, you didn't miss a ton. 
Uh, Bad Luck Folly and Yujiro Takashi defeated Toa Hanari and Katsuya Kitamura. I went well, one and three quarters right on it. I was there. It was, it was, it was what it was. Uh, <laughs> Juice Liger, Cheeseburger, and Delirious defeated Tamatanga, Tonga, Rowan, yeah. and Neil. I went two and a quarter on that. I will say, though, Cheeseburger is over. Mm-hmm. That is for Demetrius, sure. Demetrius, go to Japan. Go to Tokyo. <laughs> and he had, like, he had that, like, crazy cowboy hat and whatnot, too. Like, I was like, yeah. what in the world? He's, like, he trying to over. be a gimmick. <laughs> um, <laughs> my match of the weekend uh, was next. Juice yep. and David Finley lose to the Young Bucks on three and a half. I thought it was great. I, I mean, it, it, like I said, I thought it was the best match of the whole weekend. Young Bucks are just tremendous at what they, they do. They looked great. Great. Oh, and Juice looked looked really good. And even David Finley had some fun little spots in there. Um, <laughs> I, li- I liked it. I liked it. Um, next match, we saw Flip Gordon getting the win yes. against Hiromu Takashi and Kushida. I went three stars on this one. I wanted to go higher, but Flip Gordon had a couple miscues that were really noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was just jitters from, from the big match. It was probably the biggest match of his life. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's why. But, you know, it, it wasn't anything like out of the ordinary that really hurt the match. But definitely a little bit of issues. I kind of was hoping for Hiromu to get the victory. But, you know, uh, maybe this means we get Flip in the Super Juniors. I think that'd be really fun. Um, next, we had Jay White and the best friends defeated Dalton Castle, Jay Lethal, and Ryuskei Taguchi. I went two and a half on this one. Uh, Hiroki Goto defeats Beer City Bruiser. Yeah. Went two and a quarter. And Cody <laughs> Page and Marty Skrull beat Kota Bushi, Chase Owens, and Kenny Omega. I went three and a quarter. And I like the fact that they lost that match. And some people I saw were like, why did the Golden Lovers lose their return match? Because they haven't been a tag team in years. So they, they mm-hmm. still are trying to figure it out. It makes total sense. They don't have the chemistry yet. I love it. It's a great – once again, New Japan does things that make sense. These guys shouldn't mm-hmm. be the well-oiled machine just yet. And they didn't. And I'm totally fine with it. Um, Adam Page getting the win again. He got the mm-hmm. pinfalls both, night, which we'll, both nights, which we'll get into. <coughs> Excuse me. And we had the fun little angle after the match as well with the, uh, you know, the Bucks coming out, one wearing a Kenny shirt, one wearing a Cody shirt, which I thought was kind of yep. cool. Kenny Omega, you know, goes at it. Cody's mad. Cody's saying that's the second time he took your moment from you. Just a little fun storyline. Um, decent show. From what you took and watched from night one, what were your thoughts coming out of night one? I, you hit it right on the head. Fun. Um, it, it was just – these two shows um, I, I, I thought was just as enjoyable as, I would say, three weeks of, of Monday Night Raws in a month. <laughs> uh, they, they were just they, – they, they hit the point across. They, they extended storylines. Um, I thought the Bucks looked great um, early on. You know, at first I was like, wait, we're, we're, what about the back spasms? Um, which, again, they kind of played to a little yeah, bit around into that match. back near the end of it. Like, because was early like, on, ah. Matt Jackson looked gold. I was like, oh, okay, you know, new, new storyline, what, what have you. No, and then all of a sudden, boom, it, it just went right back to it. Um, they were looking yoked as well, but again, we, we know the reason why, but, but they looked a, a little bit bigger than when I saw them last. Uh, it might have been that tanning, as, as Ryan has told me, that little trick there. Um, but, uh, 
No, I, I, I thought they looked great. Juice Robinson, though, uh, I think 2018 could be his year. The, the crowd is hyped. Signs, banners all over for Juice. Uh, apparently a ladies' man um, ar- around Tokyo as well. But he just looks like he's having fun. He's loose. Um, again, the crowd's always behind him. He was having fun. He was doing, you know, leg lariats, you know, all over the all over the place. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was a fun match. I, I, I agree. I, I gave it three and a half as well. Uh, nice melter driver, you know, kind of for the finish for uh, what what Finley does there. But but the three way um, super junior match, I I had a lot of fun with. I wanted to see them go their normal acceleration, but as I texted you, they just seemed like they were going, you know, like 80 miles per hour, you know, it was like instead of, you know, the usual. Yeah, it was like a house show match, if you will. I guess you could look they at were, it uh, where it kind of was. They were, quote, T-shirt Kenny, as opposed to no shirt Kenny. <laughs> but um, Hiromu and Kushida looked great. Hell, this may be a fan of Flip Gordon, though. Because for as tall as he is, that man could move. He could take hits uh, just like, uh, just as good as anybody, um, I should say. But Romo and Kushida just coming off again, a stellar 2017 trilogy of matches. Uh, just them going back and forth uh, was was wonderful. Um, uh, a lot of the uh, the trio moves that they would do upon each other was great. Uh, Kushido hitting those uh, the hoverboard uh, submissions numerous times was was just great. Um, Flip Gordon though uh, that 450, wow. You know it's I, yeah. I know it's been more of a common thing over the last five to ten years in pro wrestling hashtag dive, uh, but that is a beautiful a beautiful 450. I kind of went four stars with this. Um, it, just because again, it, it kind of showed me a new, uh, a new wrestler in, in Flip Gordon. Again, he, it seems like he's fairly new. So give it, you know, the, the people he's in the ring with, like you said, possibly in the super juniors tournament, you know, you can only get better hopefully. So, you know, maybe this guy will have a breakout in 2019. Um, but no, Kushida, the ultimate pro Hiromu being as, uh, crazy as always. Uh, but, but I, I had a hell of a time with this match. Um, Again, Cody wrote, or sorry, Cody, um, going to the the main event here. Just how how whiny he is, how he's telling his people, you know, choose me. You know, he's preying on their vulnerabilities. Marty Skrull looking awesome with that white get up, uh, all white, uh, you know, kind of entrance look there, and kind of the grayish hair, uh, which I I kind of dug. Um, I don't know if that was a thing for Omega, what have you, but it just seemed, you know, or, or Switchblade. Maybe he's a huge Jay White fan. Um, even though it's a totally another faction there. Uh, but Golden Lovers, my God, I, I got to watch these matches because they are over uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin 1999 style uh, because the, the cheers were crazy. I was All like, that. Pop this is Kenny Omega? Ridiculous. It when, was, when they played that their, their tag music, the crowd went, I, I thought yeah. they were in a different building. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> um, as well as Marty Skrull getting a huge pop, um, and and chance kind of throughout the crowd as well. But I liked how he was conflicted. He was like, "Hey, Kenny, you you brought me into the Bullet Club, and then now Cody is the new leader. You know where is my affiliations lie? You know, a la you know a scene in Black Panther, if you will. Check out the Pop Culturist every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, here on Strong Style Media, <laughs> BlogTalkRadio.com." But 
I will say uh, I, I like that that confliction that he had, um, which leading into night two, you know, that was kind of out the window. You know, a, a, after the uh, the sixth man uh, the previous night, he, he he kind of was, you know, okay, I'm not going to have the, oh, Kenny, but, you know, I, I'm still on your side. You could totally see where the line is drawn, which I kind of liked how it went from, you know, night in and night out, but, but Kota Ibushi is looking Jack. I cannot wait to go to the gym after this and try to get at least 10% of what Kota Ibushi looked like. <laughs> good God. Yeah, he's, he's yoked. My goodness. <laughs> that dude looks like a but no, uh, Chase Owen shout out him and a hangman page. I, I thought were, were wonderful. Chase Owens again, uh, my apologies uh, for for not uh, truly enjoying your your ring work, but and and uh, Adam Page, but these two guys, uh, I'm I'm going to be watching a little bit more into Chase Owens though. I thought looked like a million bucks was dishing it, was taking it, um, and Hangman Page with uh, the what is it, the Last of Rights? That is a a, a nice finisher. Yeah, or yeah, he knows rights we, or what have you. We see it twice. Uh, night two. Uh, Beer City Bruiser beats Toa Hinari. I went one and a quarter. This is the worst match of the show. was not good whatsoever. Um, David Finley, Jay Lethal, and Juice Robinson defeat Chase Owen, Tiko Leo, and Yujiro Takahashi. I went two on that one. Yeah, Bushi but the frog splash by the Bruiser was pretty badass. That was yeah. pretty good. I did um, catch that. Are you talking about in the, in the, the, the impromptu? Well, we'll get to that in a second. In the, Bushi in the, and opener, defeat, in the opener. Bushi and Hiromu defeat Flip Gordon, Ryusuke Taguchi. I went two and a half on this one. Uh, Fale, Tamatanga, Tangaloa retain the never open week six-man tag titles against Cheeseburger, Delirious, and Liger. Uh, I went two and a quarter on that one. Once again, great match, match of the night to me. Uh, the Hung Bucks, Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson defeat Jay White, Yoshihashi, and Chucky e. T. I went three and a quarter on that. Uh, Dalton Castle defeats Trent Beretta, and for some reason they included the Beer City Bruiser again in this. I went two and a half. And then I went three stars in the main event. Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega, Kota Bushi defeat Cody and Marty Skrull. Um, I don't understand the reasoning of shoehorning Beer City Bruiser into that uh, ROH title match. No idea why they did that. Because Goto um, screwed him. Somehow. <laughs> I, I wish it, I, I think I would have liked it a lot more if it was just Trent Beretta versus Dalton Castle. Um, is that pectoral tear kind of legit or the, the injury that he had for, uh, for Beretta for Beretta? Yep. I, you know, I would say yes, but he, it's not like he didn't do anything he that he wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, he took bumps. He took a lot of bumps for these guys. So no, I, I don't think it was that big of a deal. I don't know. Maybe it was something ROH wanted them to do because they're going to do something with Bruiser. Whatever. I didn't care. Um, Adam Page gets the victory clean on Jay White. Yep. Um, those two guys were awesome in that match. Jay White is totally into this character. He totally gets it. And he has, yes. he's, he's getting the mannerisms to the point he leapfrogs Adam Page, and when he lands, he does like a weird, like villainous pose, only to turn into a move catching Page on the way back. Like that's extra stuff that people don't do. That he's mm-hmm. so so in touch with what he's doing. Like, I mean, the the ring's got to be moving five miles an hour for him if he's if he's thinking <laughs> ahead that far. Um, 
And I know that's something people are probably going, well, who cares that he posed after a leapfrog? I love it because that it means this guy's – and, and he's, he's not rushing. He's not nervous. He's not anything. He's just, all right, I'm going to do this. And that. I mean, it, it, it was awesome. Jay White is, is fantastic. And Adam Page became a credible challenger now after two solid nights of, of work. Gets Agreed. the victory. And then he hits the finish again on him a second time on a chair. As the Young Bucks like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, oh, I got this. And then he just kills Jimmy White again with it. <laughs> no, what was crazy is how he went after that chair in the audience, like demanded from that lady just sitting down, oh, just yeah. steals it. He's <laughs> like, you! And then he, it's like some he gave her a like, coat back, at least, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he went a ham with the chair. Uh, again, dissension, uh, you know, kind of being creative, which may, maybe not for long, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that that tech match was was wonderful. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to this Jay White Hangman Page match, uh, not only because it's in Long Beach, but uh, I think these this could be a showcase for both of them. Um, I don't know if it had to do with Tana's injury or his lack of hair. Uh, but Russell Kingdom, I think, should be uh, a race from the mines. Uh, like you say, jump aboard now, because uh, Jay White, I would say, it's probably top five workers in all of wrestling in 2018 so far. Yeah, he is he is tremendous. And look, like, like we said, if it wasn't Jay White's debut, his match with Kota Ibushi, or excuse me, Hiroshi Tanahashi, would have been totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. But you can't tell a 20 some minute wrestle kingdom match story that works to Tanahashi's favor, you know, the limb work and things like that in a guy's debut. It just, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. And he didn't get over looking. I'll say this as, as an example of what I'm always talking about, where you can get over at a loss. Nia Jax got over, even though she lost last night, I'll give WWE credit for that. They they made her look great even though she lost, which they didn't do to Braun Strowman. And that's what, what I think everybody wanted and hoped out of Jay White was that even if he loses to Tana, he's still gonna he's still gonna look like a million bucks coming out of it and he didn't. He did he did what he beat Kenny. Even if he'd have lost that Kenny match, he would have looked great. But ever since then he's he has gone gone strong and had some great matches. He I mean that was him and David Finley was the best David Finley match I've ever seen. And and he brought that out of him. That wasn't like I understand Dave Finley worked really hard, and those guys know each other so well because they were young lions together. But Jay White brought that out of Dave Finley. And ever since kind of Kenny, it seemed like Kenny has calmed down and got Jay White to to kind of really hone his character, if you will. And and you know it, it was the match that seemed to wake Jay White up to what we all knew he could be when we watched him on his excursion. He's been he's been tremendous. He has been tremendous, and once again this weekend, no different. He looked great. He made Adam Page look like a million bucks. Adam Page mm-hmm. is a credible challenger now, and I I truly believe in Adam Page after how good he looked this weekend. He was tremendous. I ordered my uh, Hangman Page shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. Get an extra twenty percent off within the next couple of days on your orders. They're just awesome. That's all I'm going to say. That's why I'm shilling for them. But um, uh, you know how much I would always be like, I would never buy a Hangman Page shirt. Well, that's the Golden Lovers are coming. Yeah, it's it's little. You bought a Golden Lover shirt too? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm actually going on pro wrestling teases as we're talking right now. You got to get Sydney some of their new uh, children's gear. They got children's gear. Yep, oh they my got God. baby face shirts. New site sale, twenty percent off for everything. Good God! It might oh, cost wow, for my next check. Mega. I'm gonna get should my Nido hoodie. They got a Liz get, hoodie. Should I get Sydney a Joey Ryan shirt? <laughs> no, not if you <laughs> yeah, want to be for real single. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just I'm I'm excited because. You know, this this goes back, and, and I'm sorry because this is going to sound like WWE bashing, but New Japan just did ROH a favor with one of their guys. They made Adam Page a star on Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday. That's, that's how you make a star. You can beat people. People can lose. And I understand people like, well, Roman Reigns and John Cena lost to Seth Rollins on Monday, and that's awesome. It was great. It was so <laughs> nice to see that you don't have these guys never lose and then do nothing with them. You can do this and it doesn't hurt your talent if you do it right. Adam Page pinned pinned the US champion clean on on Saturday night and it was awesome. And just by doing that, you've given yourself a ton more momentum to this match and people are going to care about this match now. I care about this match. You care about this match. By having Kenny Omega you know, one of the top three guys in their company. You could almost say the number one after that pop that he, him and Coda got uh, over the weekend. He lost to Jay White, and it didn't hurt him. Nope. But it made Jay White. Why can't they do this? On, like, how many, how many weeks in a row did they have Rollins wrestle Sheamus, and every week one guy won, and then the next week the next guy won? Mm-hmm. What does that do for anybody? It doesn't do anything. All this 50-50 booking doesn't do anything to improve. It doesn't, you don't make anybody. <laughs> Dave Finley openly said this time against Jay White's going to be different. He's beat me the last eight times we wrestled. Is that, you can do that and it doesn't hurt your talent. It just makes <laughs> talent. Because now you go, man, that's crazy. Boy, Dave Finley sure looks more focused. And then you get a better match out of it because you think, wow, maybe Dave Finley can finally beat him. And then he doesn't. Remember mm-hmm. Tommy Dreamer with Raven? He never could beat Raven. And you always got excited like, oh, man, Dreamer's got his number this time. And then he loses. You can do that, and it doesn't hurt your talent. Make stars. Damn it. Oh, sorry. Frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. There's so much talent they can do, and they just don't do it. They Johnny Gargano is a star coming out of Takeover, and he didn't win. Why can't they do that on the main roster? And he doesn't have a Why? job right now. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Um, he's oh yeah, he lost his contract. By the way, it was like a four <laughs> and a half star on a match between those two on the NXT regular TV. It was it was awesome. It was so good. Like those two guys have chemistry for days, and Gargano lost twice, and he's, mm-hmm. he's a, he came out of this program a bigger star than he went into it, and he didn't win. He didn't win ever. Why can't they? Do, like I don't understand why Vince McMahon can't see this. Ah, oh, just I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm like I said. I'm trying to not huh. crap on it. Because, 
But it's just, it's just, oh, it's just, it's just think about that, that wonderful German bridge, uh, that German uh, pin for the, uh, on the Beer City Bruiser for the pin. The Dalton Castle oh. beautifully landed. Dalton Castle, like, deadlifted him. Oh, God, I shouldn't have said the word deathlift, deadlift. Now Vince is going to sign him. Oh, oh man. Deadlift. Um, that MX from the top rope that Flip Gordon took, by the way, was wicked. <laughs> yeah, like, like Hiromu about died delivering it with Bushi, and he wasn't even yeah. taking anything. <laughs> You know, uh, bigger pop cool. night one or night two by uh, for the Golden Lovers. Um, night two. Yeah, that that was insane. Their what do you think of their uh, their their tag team moves that they have? Of course, they do the uh, double V trigger, what the Golden Trigger. Uh, yep. But what did you think of that uh, that one where like uh, Kenny Omega lifted him on his shoulders, threw him kind of like an electric chair, but that like Kota Ibushi does the stiffest kick. To his heart, where I thought his heart <laughs> fell out of uh, Marty Scurll's chest, like that move was insane. That will murder someone. I my only gripe was it looked really sloppy. Awkward. Yeah, yeah, like, but I thought it was a cool ass idea. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, I was, I went, oh, when he, you know, when he hit him, and then I was like, ah, man, but that and was like cool. You, like, and a throwback to to what you said too, you know, like they haven't been tagging in what eight years. So even they were going to each other like, okay, settle down. I'll take over. A, hey, this is what we do. Remember, so that that was like you said, a nice thing of like where you know they're not going to be the same tag team from from eight years ago. So and there's the, there's the attention to detail. They pay so much attention in this company to detail to make sure everything they do makes sense and counts. And and mm-hmm. look at this, it, it, you know. You've you've come in into this, you know. You remember our award ballot for surprise of the year was Alex is turning into a turned into a New Japan fan more than yeah. anything. That was like the surprise of 2017 for you. They they got you invested to the point that you're noticing these small details. It's it's such good booking, and yes. I I love it. I love it. It's just you know some things some things are just kind of ah. Eh. Some things I don't agree with, like the tag division for the most part. I, I just mm-hmm. I don't understand how they can't book that tag division well. I you know, evil Sonata it's got two was the new right teams, track. man. It's got two new teams, so I mean I'm sure it'll be fine for the rest of the year. Oh my I hope evil comes back and we get evil and Sonata against the Bucks. Oh, oh man. What about them versus the lovers? Yeah, tag division. Tag division should be getting taken care of now. See, so they really they, they heard our 2017 end of year show and your gripe. Gato's like biggest disappointment. <laughs> ah, <laughs> oh, Brack Magic. what else I learned? Never kiss Kota Ibushi on the mouth, apparently, because he will yeah, give you the what the hell was that about? Ever. Cody Rhodes just. Plants one on co- and how big of it was like, like a, a single white female moment. Like he's mine. Like the the camera like zoomed into the perfect <laughs> point where you could see. I'm doing it now for some stupid reason. And in, in, but Kota Bushi's head's down at his chin, and he slowly lifts his head up, and the sweat's dripping down his hair. And he just that slap he hit Cody with was so hard. Oh my god! Even Cody was like, ah, like 
like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was your idea to do that. Don't kill me. Only Kenny can kiss me. <laughs> oh man! But uh, set up the the end of the show after the Golden Lovers, uh, you know, do the Golden Trigger on uh, the villain for the win. Uh, set up what happened after when when Kenny Omega decided to open his mouth and make such a preposterous proclamation. <laughs> Kenny Omega says that we are the best tag team in the world. We're going to we're going to rise and become that. And that brings out the young bucks who said, you know what, we're okay with this this fighting. And we, you know, we even took your guys aside. We let you into room seven ten with us. We we embraced your guy, Kota Bushi here. You know, we we're we we were cool with all this. But you had to open your mouth and say the best tag team in the world. Nope. We are announcing since you wouldn't let us tell you in person backstage like we wanted, we're moving up to the heavyweight division. And we are the greatest tag team alive because we are the MF and Young Bucks. I was yoked, Jack. Like I, I, I felt like Kota Ibushi at this point. I was so hyped. And <laughs> once again, look how simple that is. Pro yeah. wrestling is not hard. They did, they did something that was totally simple, and everybody was that crowd was ah like that crowd was Jack. And then the best part. We see you guys around, and then they left. Now we get strong style evolved. Golden lovers versus the young bucks. Oh uh, my! Why couldn't God. you save it for all in? Oh. Yeah, that's what we were hoping for. But or, after or, that, that fantastic end, though, I'm I'm kind of excited to see it in a month. Yeah, so we get we get golden lovers, young bucks. We get Paige J White. We get Mysterio Liger. Um, I think that's all that's announced so far for the show. But man, I Okada, Tanahashi, and Naito are also advertised for the event, which will air live. If you don't have New Japan World, it will air live on Access TV. Good luck, Pop TV. Um, you have Arrival, uh, which will be on the U.S. at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> I really hope that this show. Doesn't have to. We don't have to wait like 24 hours because I don't get access TV. So I hope it goes right on the the network right away. Um, New Japan World. Find a friend who has Direct TV. My cousin has Direct TV and it's on there. So it? oh, find no. someone and go there on a Sunday. Isaiah, we're looking at you. <laughs> if he has it, Jordan, I'm, I'm coming out. I think Jordan has Direct TV, and I know he's. Uh, He's been turning into a New Japan head. Um, real quick, let, uh, obviously these these brackets just came out. The <coughs> show isn't until uh, March 9th is the first round. So we have, you know, another show after this still. Anyway, we can kind of preview this. But brackets for the New Japan Cup, uh, the 9th, 10th, 11th, Ooh. and 12th of the show days. Excuse me. Top half, we have Michael Elgin versus Tomohiro Ishii, Juice Robinson versus Yujiro Takahashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Taichi, Bad Luck Folly versus Lance Archer. In the bottom half, we get Yoshihashi versus Kota Ibushi, <laughs> Tetsuya Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr., Toru Yano versus Davy Boy Smith Jr., and Chuck, uh, Chucky e. T, excuse me now, uh, against Sonata. 
Very, very nice inserting Sonata into this uh, tournament. Uh, I think he, especially with the evil out uh, after suffering an orbital injury down under um, on the Australia tour there. uh, Do you think he he could come off the momentum, key word of the night, ladies and germs, um, of uh, the match with Okada? I hope so. Um, I think being he just wrestled Okada, you can kind of rule him out winning this tournament. Um, because I, I, I mean, I don't think I don't think they put him right back in the match at Sakura Genesis with him. I do think this gives you an opportunity to have a guy like Chuck Taylor beat Sonata, and you could set up for a Chuck Taylor Trent Beretta versus Evil Sonata tag match, giving you another tag team to add to that division we talked about. That's adding Golden Lovers and the Young Bucks. I'm curious as to what Kenny's doing on this um, these nights. Since he's not in the tournament, Bakota Bushi is. Hmm. Um, Naito's in it. The return of Tanahashi in it again. Uh, he takes on Taichi, like I said. I don't know. I'm. I figure next week we can kind of dive more into this because I don't know who I think is going to win this yet. I got to really analyze and think about this. But I'm. I'm I think Juice might win that side of the bracket. Wow, uh, maybe. Is, who, it depends on him and Ishii. I mean, that's a tough one to call. I'm kind of mad that's that's uh, the round after there. But I think the winner of that match will win that side. No Tanahashi coming out. Does Tanahashi lose to Taichi who moved to heavyweight? Yes. Wow. Man, I guess if you want to give Taichi some, um, some momentum going into that Naito match that I'm sure he's going to have soon. Does it? Ah. It's interesting. It's really interesting because you go back and look at old, um, old New Japan Cups. I mean, last year we saw Tomohiro Ishii beat Kenny Omega in the first round, which was unheard of. No one thought that was going to happen. Um, Evil beat Tanahashi in the first round, which was crazy to think about. At the time, wasn't expecting Fale to beat Michael Elgin. Huh. Um so I mean, there's you know, there's a lot of a lot of people that win these matches that uh, you know that that you don't expect to win in these New Japan Cups. So it's it's, it's pretty interesting to see where they go. I mean, Tanahashi two years ago lost to, to Fale. Tanahashi hasn't gotten out of the first round, and holy crap! Let me find out. Does Zack Saber Junior. go over Naito? Mm, maybe if or you want to get Taichi involved. Well, look at this, 2015. Oh, good call. Hiroshi Tanahashi lost in the first round to, Kota, or to Toru Yano. Ha! Taichi wins. Rack it up. <laughs> he doesn't mind um, doing the job. 2014, he wasn't in the, the New Japan Cup. Uh, 2013, I don't think Oof. he was in that one either. So, I mean, he's like, Tanahashi doesn't win these. He just jobs in these New Japan Cups. He won in you called my 2012. Uh, crazy. Um, 2012, he made it to the finals, losing to Hiroki Goto. Um, he beat Carl Anderson to get to the finals. <laughs> there was something. Uh, MVP lost to Shinsuke Nakamura in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Yoshihashi was defeated by La Sombra uh, before Ooh. La Sombra went on to wrestle Hiroki Goto. But, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. Should be an interesting New Japan Cup. I'm pretty excited for it. We'll talk more. We'll give brackets predictions the whole nine yards. 
Um, anything else, New Japan, you want to talk about on the dock, or do you want to break and close out with some WWE? That's okay. <laughs> style Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yeah! We got you covered. Yeah! From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susan. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing A Count Radio. Do you like hard hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing A Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, 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 he just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag. Marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then, after it marinates, no, you're gonna pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right, I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. Was uh was Bliss's promo uh like Mark Henry in the same levels at the end? Uh why yes uh it was because actually no, because I saw right through it. Um but I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> Before a, a glimpse, uh I, I, I was like, wait, what? And then I saw the smirk and I said, Okay, I can relax. <laughs> 
I, I gave a standing ovation for that. Uh, as Sasha Banks, I feel, was shoot pissed off that, that she wasn't the one getting the moment. <laughs> yep. But yep. Uh, do you... Look, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I, I didn't watch Let's SmackDown start with SmackDown, because we won't talk about it as much. <laughs> We'll go to we'll go to Raw and then we'll we'll go to Chamber. How about that? We'll lead okay, up uh, to to Chamber. On on my uh, my dear diary, dear diary, uh, SmackDown twenty eighteen is completely blank because I started no! watching Ziggler Owens and I was like, I don't feel like watching SmackDown. I, I I think in the last five weeks I've only seen one complete edition of SmackDown. I just I I can't do it, man. It's so bad. It's hard. <laughs> Bobby Roode so, is not meant to be on the mic. He should only <laughs> wrestle. My but, thing so, yeah, is... What I happened would, on SmackDown? Uh-huh. Stuff. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> a potential for a pretty good... For a pretty good WrestleMania match. Yes, it's it, it's for the U.S. title. Uh, but I, I don't think that should, you know, demean anything for, for one uh, Randy Orton there. But uh, I... I wouldn't mind seeing a Bobby Roode-Randy Orton match. This is a pseudo-dream match because it's like the dual Spider-Man pointing at each other like, hey, uh, because, again, I've been saying for a decade, the exact same wrestler. But that's not a bad thing. That just means they're they're very damn good, but just share a similar style. I wanted this to be in a, in, in a barrage of pretty damn good WrestleMania-Randy Orton matches. Of course, he had the one with Punk, uh, the three-way uh, with Cena and Trips, uh, of course, the classic with Undertaker at at, at uh, WrestleMania 21. Um, of course, the Rollins WrestleMania 31 with the coolest uh, RKO I, I would say we've yet to see. So to yeah. see Jinder Mahal kind of insert himself into it, it kind of pisses me off, but I get it. Uh, but it'd be kind of nice to uh, to kind of get that one-on-one Orton uh, Bobby Roode. Other than that, I, I feel you with the Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler. Hell, I didn't even know uh, Baron Corbin got theme music. I was like, what? Again? Um, and I don't think Kate Nakamura was in this. Ty Dillinger is on that top 10 list, which I still don't get that ranking system. Uh, Shinsuke hasn't wrestled a match since the Rumble, yet he's like number three. Uh, and again, Ty Dillinger, who probably hasn't been on TV forever, is, is number 10. Yeah, but I really nothing Ty, much. Ty Dillinger, that's all he does. He's 10 on the ranking, he's 10 in the Rumble. This ranking thing, like, it's a cool idea on paper, but in a company where, like, this is a stupid ass idea. <laughs> Going back to and, our, uh, the first fall, maybe they should close down NXT. <laughs> and, and and I'm sorry, but when you when it's voted on by the wrestlers, what the hell? Why would now, now tell me this? Why would the Bludgeon Brothers? <laughs> why why would why would Eric Rowan vote AJ Styles number one? Could anybody no tell me why? Why would Ruby Riot pick Charlotte to be number two? I'm not saying that they picked them, but if these people are ranked one and two, they have to get picked by somebody to be that high. Tell me yeah. why on earth these heels would be picking faces and vice versa. It, that's the problem with it to me. Is it just it doesn't make any sense, man? 
it's, it's dumb. And what, they want to be interactive with their with the universe. Why don't you have it a fan vote? I mean, you're, you're, that's a way to drive up the the social media aspect that you know that I've ever heard. Because because then they're going to be number one. Exactly. We, I mean, during the <laughs> chamber, there was a Rusev Day chant. I mean, what more do you want? By by the way, I uh, I guess Elias, the new Elias shirt's actually passed Rusev Day. Yes. Um, WWE dot com. Which, but like, those are two guys that are heavily over, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. No. Ah, Rusev's the, the most over guy on the brand. Yeah, he'll be in the he'll be in the Andre Battle Royal. Like that's literally where it's leading up to being. Doesn't make sense. Like that's that's just what irritates me. SmackDown was so good. It was the show to watch. It was everything you wanted it to be. It was a it was a wrestling show. It was based around everybody that you you know the the marks like us guys that they wanted to get pushed were getting pushed, mm-hmm. and now it's just back to like it's like two hundred five live. It's Raw Junior. It's over talking. It's you know, the guys that are over, once again, Rusev, who's extremely over, doesn't matter. He just jobs. Wasn't on, wasn't on at all. <laughs> like, I just, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, in- one cool spot, though, I will say, uh, was the, at the Owens, uh, Dolph Ziggler match, uh, where, uh, Sami Zayn kind of distracted by pretending he was going to come down to interfere. Then Owens did deliver a wicked side super kick. Two Ziggler's head, which I was like, oh, no, Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> but I think Flashback. he was okay. Um, La cabeza. Like, like, here's another thing, and this is me assuming that, you know, continuity and logic applies with, with this company. We saw at Elimination Chamber the big signing, and, and I went on record and said, look, people are going to hate me for saying this, but Ronda Rousey might be the biggest draw in that whole company. And, you know, they, they played up that she doesn't want special favors. And that's fine. That's cool. You know, I'm glad that they're trying to make it make make us realize she is literally a full-time employee and she's going to have to work to get what she wants. It's awesome. But realistically, she's going to sell more tickets than, you know, huh. than Randy Orton's going to sell tickets. It's, it's just a fact. It's because no. you, we went on ESPN five minutes after that segment happened and it was on ESPN's main page. Nobody else in the company is going to get that recognition. Okay. So and I'll counter with it that. with they were doing two-for-one ticket sales for the Elimination Chamber, and it still didn't even look like it was close to sell. I'm sure a lot oh, of no. that was WCW paper days. Paper days. Uh, so, and you're right. You're right. And it didn't. It and they didn't, were in I mean, Vegas. The did you see that SmackDown? Yeah. Did you see that That's SmackDown? That's how it was when I went like... to a, eight people. Yeah. When I went <laughs> but, to the anyway, show in anyway. Sioux Falls, it was the exact same thing. I was like, what? So the whole po- my, my whole point of why I'm, where I'm going with this is why did Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon not – why are they not mad that Ronda Rousey's on Raw? Because they does, got Charlotte does, Flair. Does anybody, does anybody not wonder why SmackDown didn't make an offer to her? Like, she's in the ring with both Raw and SmackDown champs and the Rumble winner at the end of the Rumble. But then she just goes to Raw. Like, why was there no... If I'm running SmackDown, I sure as hell am fighting Kurt Angle for, for Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. No, they're just going to fight with each other and, 
and put Ty Dillinger 10 in their, their cool thing. Like, that's my problem is like, it's, it's, we're back to SmackDowns getting pushed aside and there's no re- rhyme or reason as to why they are. And you remember when SmackDown, they were, they were just like, who's the heel GM? Is it Shane or is it Daniel Bryan? All of a sudden they're back to being buddy, buddy. Like none of the, the fall happened at all. <laughs> and like you said, it's going to lead to a cutesy backstage WrestleMania interaction like, oh, hey, and she's going to be like, why did you try to sign me? He's like, I don't know, I, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just Shane smiling and shaking hands, and that's the gimmick. Like, that's, that's the whole segment. Yeah. Like, you're right. Vince McMahon's going to come out and drop an N-bomb to John Cena again. Is about oh, where this is going. The only thing that's team. consistent, like you say, how at first they had us, but the only thing that's been consistent with SmackDown over the last, what, four or five months is you're going to have a Baron Corbin AJ Styles match at least once a month, and you're going to get New Day and the Usos at a pay-per-view because that's what we're getting at Road Lane. Didn't they not at Chamber or Survivor Series or whatever the hell they wrestled, this was the last time. Last of a lifetime, man. Oh, I forgot because then they're going to give them Zane and Owens again. God, this is... I like I, I I've said this three Ooh. times tonight. I don't want to make this a bashing WWE thing, but it's just so GD hard when they do things like this. It just I don't understand. Oh my! I'm rubbing my face in anger right now. Like I don't understand how they don't <laughs> they like like when, when when they put this stuff in bold ink on paper. Do they not proofread this crap? Like do they not <laughs> give it to somebody to spell check? Like who? Ah, ah. That's the last that's time nice. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will fight in a WWE ring. Then they fought three months later and are going to fight at WrestleMania. So yeah, they they never again after payback. And then they both get drafted to Raw and they wrestle the same <laughs> night. What is going on? Oh my uh, goodness! Do you think the SmackDown tag division is what the New Japan tag division was of 2017? Even though we loved the SmackDown tag division. In 2017, how did they flip flop all of a sudden? It's getting there, and I'll tell you what: if they put the belts back on the New Day just to do it, then what the hell was the point of having the Bludgeon Brothers and Usos constantly cross paths? You gotta sell that Bisquick, man. What's that? Bisquick sales. Bisquick sales, man. (laughs) Seriously, three, four weeks in a row on SmackDown, the Bludgeon Brothers or the Usos would wrestle, and then they would cross paths as the next team would wrestle in the following match. And now the Usos are wrestling the New Day. Did they forget? Like, once again, who doesn't read this stuff? That Oh, oh man. I'm so mad. Right <laughs> God. Timestamp oh that, God. please. Seventeen twenty five left. Um, let's, let's, let's talk Raw. Is that okay? Yes. Let's, let's talk the pleasant... Two-hour opening match, the gauntlet match. Was this now even you, Mister Mister Cynical WWE fan, universe guy, host? <laughs> this had to to do a little something for you, right? Just to hey, all of a sudden we're having a gauntlet match. To wow, this first match is going nearly thirty minutes. What? And then like, wait, Seth Rollins just pinned Roman Reigns, huh? And then for him to wrestle over, like, again, the setup I thought was done brilliant. 
Ryan, what are your thoughts on, on this seven-man gauntlet? Uh, Rollins and Roman, I went three and a half stars. Thought it was really good. Great match. And Rollins-Cena, I went four stars. That's my match of the year for WWE up until that, that point. Rollins-Cena was tremendous. If yes. that would have been on a pay-per-view, I might have went four and a half. It was that good. But the commercials always just... I get it. Like I, you can't, you can't just not do the commercials. I understand that, but you know when they when there was three commercial breaks during it, it kept. I I'd get so into it, and then it would pull me back out because I'd see mm-hmm. the dude talking about Sonic chicken fingers or something, and I'm like, no, I don't care about two dollar beverages. I want to see this match? This match is tremendous. Do you think um, it would have been made a difference if they did the SmackDown route and did the picture in picture? No, because that just hurts my eyes. <laughs> But I'm like, what is going on over there? Um, I went, I went two and a quarter on the Elias Rollins. I went two and a half on Elias Balor. I went two and a quarter on Balor Miz, and I went two and a quarter again on Braun and Miz. Those were, they were what they were. Um, but I, I thought the first two matches of this gauntlet were tremendous. I love that they tried something different for once. This is, mm-hmm. this is something that worked. Um, and I thought overall. This was might have been the best Raw of the entire year, mm-hmm. but I had two glaring problems with with this show, and one of one of them is is cognizant back to the Vince McMahon thing that just irritates the hell out of me with what he does with his people, and the other thing was not necessarily a I shouldn't say a, a bothered me, but. Let me let me present this to you real quick before you know you you break down your thoughts on the gauntlet match. What was the point of it? And when I say what was the point of this two hour match that Braun won, Seth Rollins even in his interview said, "Oh, doesn't matter anyway." It doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. mean anything. And right then and there was literally why my my grades dropped drastically. Like I said, into the twos because I went, "Holy crap, you're right." This. Seth Rollins just beat himself up for over an hour and then told everybody that this match doesn't matter. And that pissed me off. Because then I went, yep, what is the point of this match? <laughs> to say you beat Braun Strowman? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just think it, it shows was, an exhibition was... of, of warriors, of men, to you know see who, who they had. It, they, they've had gauntlet matches for decades. Except this time they weren't five seven minute you know mat you know mini matches. These were long drawn out. Yes, as it went on, they became shorter and shorter, and the standard was set high. But I I, I think when you have seven men of that caliber and you're trying to boost Elias up, um, it's it, it did wonders. I I thought. But again, mm-hmm. to your your thing with Braun Strowman, I agree. He keeps winning. When you know it's it's more of a um, kind of a uh, an attraction, you know, where he'll win a last man standing match, a garage or uh, garbage can match, or you know, <laughs> ambulance in a pole match, you know, like <laughs> can you escape death match? Like Braun Strowman's men for that, but when it comes to the big one where he should beat Brock Lesnar in a four way, or you know, even the one on one match, you know, or or even win a Royal Rumble to face Brock Lesnar. Like that, like that's the thing um, that needs to be set up. Are we even going to even get that showdown where Braun finally goes over? I think that's a bigger passing of the torch 
instead of Brock and Roman, it should be Brock and Strowman. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and here's here's the Time worst part about it. Boom. <laughs> 12, 1230, 1230 and 1725. I will get us a new intro. I just can't find a pen. Um, you're 100% right. And the worst part is you can't get a payoff out of it because you can't have somebody come in the ring and say, you know what, Braun, for as destructive as you are and as, and as much as you do, you just can't win the big one and you just mm-hmm. can't get the job done. And that's such a good story that you could tell with these, with, with this guy right now. And the problem is you can't do it because then he's going to go, well, it all beat you up, you know? And it's like, <laughs> as awesome as it is and as cool as he is, you have a, you have an opportunity to really get a sympathy card played out of this and really do something with them but his character is not built for that. And mm-hmm. now you've just backed yourself into a terrible corner where, yeah, great. You have him win all these cool matches. Like you said, the garage match and all this stuff. But then when it, when it, when you get, you get him there and then you just have him lose. It, it almost reminds me of how they booked Booker T early before King Booker. They do oh. all this stuff to build him up and then he'd get there and then they just have him job. It's like they book his character like Festus, even though he's got personality, he's got great timing, and yeah, he's threatening as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, like character-wise though, like the guy can yep. talk. Like he, I think you need to expose that a little bit more. I think you should have threw the rocket at him, you know, last summer, um, just to kind of test the waters. Cause you know, Lesnar probably 80% isn't coming back, especially after meeting uh, Dana white Sunday in Vegas there. Um, but um, I, I, I agree. Bal- I mean, Balor's in the same boat. What's going to happen? Is the intercontinental title going to be what it was like in the nineties, more important than the universal title. I think if you add those two guys along with the Miz, uh, that that's going to be the only saving grace for that because what's going to happen with all these cuts with the pay-per-views now? And, and if you you remember too, after WrestleMania, I think 31, they tried doing that. The IC and U.S. champions are Daniel Bryan and John Cena. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were going that route and they could do it. I just, I don't know. What, is this a stupid idea, Alex? If I were to say to you, look, we want Braun Strowman to be a baby face. Um, but we don't want to. We don't want him to lose his edge. But we want to try to get get something out of him that that maybe can draw a little compassion. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's crazy if he kind of had if he had compassion for somebody, a la the way like Kane did with the Hurricane for a minute, where he like just out of nowhere helped them, and everyone's like, "Whoa, what is he doing?" And like Hurricane had no idea why Kane was helping him, but for some reason he just kind of took to him. Like if you got somebody that you just had Braun kind of take to only to have a big heel, like, at some point, annihilate the little guy to have broad mm-hmm. show compassion and really give him a reason to go after this guy other than just, I'm going to put my hands on everything <laughs> and and draw some character out of him? Like, do you think that's a stupid idea? No, I think that that would be a fantastic idea. You know, it would have been an even better full circle moment if James Ellsworth was, you know, still around in the WWE. That could have been that figure 
where, you know, I, I could see them being a novelty team, but a team that could draw, that could win your tag straps and then lead to, you know, essentially Braun going Braun again. Um, he's you know, a merchandise it, seller, but, you know, in, in the long run, when they have it at the arenas, um, but he's got a catchphrase. He's got, you know, talent. That's just uh, strap the rocket. If You know, and if this dude didn't have so many, you know, substance problems where he kind of threw his career off track, a guy like a guy like Zach Gowan would be perfect for this. You know, this this dude like remember when Lesnar was picking on Zach Gowan all the yes. time? Mm-hmm. That's where you you have a guy like Braun go, why don't you pick on somebody your own side? And yep. then you get Braun and Brock. People would like that. You could do this, have Samoa Joe bullying the hell out of some dude and have Braun go, excuse me, and he'd get a pop. And he'd get over even more, I think. And then you could show because, like, I don't want I don't want Braun to turn into where they turned Kane, where he was just a a comedy character when there was no turning back, no matter how many times they they tried to make him like Ceno evil with a grappling hook and things like that. I you know I don't want him to go that far, but I don't see what's so bad about the company who loves characters. Give him some personality mm-hmm. because. I I enjoy Braun. I I enjoy his work. You know, he he was on our top five wrestler of the year last year. But it's it's just starting to get to the point where I don't care because I like okay cool he's gonna come flip a bus he's gonna win this match and then he's just gonna lose at the pay per view and it's just mm-hmm. like okay great I've seen this a hundred times now and I don't care and it sucks because they gave me somebody that. I had when he debuted with the Wyatt family, I had no interest in this dude at all. I said, Who the hell is this guy? And now I care. Now I'm invested. And they're taking me out of it. And it sucks because I really want I really want them to do something with this guy. I don't want Roman and Lesnar. I want I like you said, I want Braun and Brock, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So much better. Hey, he's always got a uh, side career as a Spurlunker. <laughs> yeah, I still will never forget how he randomly finds a grappling hook <laughs> and in one take can like Kurt Hedding style with his abilities manages to grapple that I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> um I don't know. I just you know, I guess this leads to elimination chamber. You know, seven seven men in the chamber. What did I <laughs> I don't even. I, I will say only I, two can leave. I didn't. Uh, I didn't smash this pay per view. Too. I had out of the five matches, I had a four and a quarter, a three and a half, a three, a two and a half, and a two. It's pretty wow. good for an e pay per view. Let me guess. Your two was the contract signing. No. Uh, your two and a half was Wyatt and Hardy. Yep. Your two was the tag match. Yep. What was your next? Uh, I had a three, a three and a half, and a four and a quarter. Uh, three was Oscar Nia Jax. Three and a half was the men's chamber, and the four and a quarter was the women's chamber match. Flip the second two. I gave the men's chamber really? a three. I thought I thought I thought Oscar Nia Jax was great. It was so fun. It was so fun. Uh, when when Nia Jax did like an impromptu jackhammer, I thought she yes. killed her. Oh my god! I I was like she didn't she didn't brace for that fall. She just broke every rib in Asuka's body, and Asuka looked like it to the point the ref was like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." Like the ref had to check out, like, "Oh my god, you're dead." Um, mm-hmm. 
And once again, in a losing effort, Nia Jax looked believable because she's so mad that that she did all of this. This is this is the opposite of the bronze. They did this twice in one pay-per-view, mm-hmm. Alex. That's the other thing that pisses me off. I just thought about that. They did the yeah. same thing after two matches. Why? Why? You, you had you had Nia in anger. She's so mad. She was so close. And she gets rolled up on a flash pin out of nowhere when Asuka countered with that awesome Hurricane Rana roll-up. And she destroys Asuka. And she leaves angry. I, I loved it. It was such a good story. Whereas when they had Braun do it to Roman, it was like, all right, you know, well, at least, like you said, send the crowd all that E. Roman <laughs> must pose, you know? But it's like, no one, yeah. Yep. Why do you, if that's the case that you're, and here, here's where I'm going with this. If that's the case where you have to have Braun Strowman do three running power slams and throw Roman Reigns through the chamber door, one, what's the point of doing that if, if it doesn't mean you're adding Braun to the match to make it a three-way, which, damn it, I don't want a three-way. I already said that with Roman or with Seth Rollins. I don't want to. What, what are they going to do, a four-way now? We'll just add Rollins and Braun to this match. But The whole roster versus Lesnar, and yet he still wins. <laughs> like, what was the point of doing that if it doesn't mean anything? At least the Nia Jax thing meant something to me. And two, if it's that big of a deal that you had to have Braun just do that for no reason to make the crowd mm-hmm. happy, then you shouldn't be trying to make Ro- Roman Reigns win. That should tell you enough right there that if you go, well, we're going to have Roman win, he's going to pin Braun after two spears, even though the whole roster's finishing moves don't work on him. But then we'll just have him rough him up after the match so people are happy. Then, then he shouldn't have had him win. It's that simple. Or not have them in the match at all. Um, one thing I, w- I will I want to go to throw back to Raw. The Miz looked great in that gauntlet match, uh, especially because yep. it was believable against Braun Strowman. He hit a skull crushing finale, uh, made it look believable. You know, especially if they had that match at Mania. So looking good in that. Also, I thought he looked great in the Chamber match itself. I was happy it started with him, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. I thought this was a great, great beginning. Uh, uh, Tua, I thought a pretty good chamber. What was your th- – yeah, I, and like I said, I went three, and I probably would have went more if it didn't drag near the end. By the end of it, I was it, – it, it seemed I would seem long. Like, I was getting tired watching them. I'm like, okay, let's, let's get this going. And then after the chamber, you know, Elias came out at like 10.01 on, on the clock. And the match went like another like 17, 18 minutes after yeah. that. He was the last guy out. I'm like, okay, you don't need to go this long, um, especially for the finish. But, I mean, for, yes, I, I agree. Everything leading up to the end of it was really good with it. Um, I'm glad that when Miz tried to form an alliance with both guys, they ended up forming <laughs> one together on him. I thought that was a good touch. What did you think of the overly protected padded cell? I thought it was cool. I mean, that's with everything with the head dramas and everything. I get why why they kind of did it. I like mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, uh, you know, as well as Elias, uh, kind of going back into into the pots and see where the final people to come out, uh, kind of facing some some angsty wrestlers uh, for them uh, coming after them. I should say with Braun Strowman going after Elias um, and, and Sasha yeah. Bailey. Waiting for for Alexa Bliss in the first match. I props to the women, man. They they stole the show. I thought uh, oh with that God, elimination yeah. chamber. 
uh, Royal Rumble, Iron Man matches, anything that you're putting first in front of, they're nailing it. It's it's such a great time. Uh, we we watched it as a family. Uh, I was like, you you have to watch this. This is history, and I'm glad that she did because this was a fun match. Um, hell, it made me like uh, Absolution a little bit more. I thought they're they're working the iconic duo uh, a tad bit lower than what they can do. Uh, but I, I, I think Sony Deville has something. Once she gets a little bit better in the ring, she's going to be scary. Um, and Sasha Banks doing the, the Lion King scar and Mufasa jaunt, uh, knocking Bailey down. Yeah! Uh, that was, that was tight. That was, that was pretty rad. Um, and, and Alexa bliss, uh, with, with the wicked, uh, what, what is it? The bliss moonsault, the twisted, twisted bliss. Um, a missing it the so first awesome. time. And B, hitting it on Banks, which then she reversed it into the uh, Banks statement, uh, was was so awesome. And, of course, getting the DDT off the top rope for the win. Uh, a million bucks, everybody involved. Uh, kudos to the women. Still still breaking the ceilings. Uh, when will they main event uh, WrestleMania? Only time will tell. But I make a proclamation it will be within the next three years. I, I think... For most people, this is going to be unfortunate, but I could see like a Rousey Charlotte match main eventing, and I think people are going to be mad because I said Ronda Rousey, but you know nope, AJ Styles. AJ Styles said said I think the best. He said if if she works and and actually like I mean I guess I guess she's been at the performance center the last two weeks now since her movie's over. Like she's living there. Um, supposedly. You know, he, he, he thinks that if she works hard enough, takes it seriously, and really learns how to become a wrestler, she could be the female Kurt Angle because yeah. she has that natural athletic ability. Um, that, they, that, there was a wicked move in, in her, like, highlight package where she did, like, a cartwheel headlock takedown thing. I've never seen that <laughs> before. That was dope. Being Demetrius, like, what? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Um, um, so I mean, you know, it, it all, it all. I, I don't like the fact that her debut is being used in a way that's going to get Stephanie McMahon over, yeah. because I don't. Like, I'm fine without seeing the McMahons. I love Vince just coming by every once in a while. I think it makes makes it mean something. But to to elaborate with the women's chamber, like I said, I went four and a quarter. That you know that past Rollins Cena. That's my match of the year for the E. Not going to NXT. And they deserved it. They put on, mm-hmm. they, they bumped and bumped and bumped. And they, I, I love how, how everything they did made sense for the most part too. There was mm-hmm. a little spot where Bailey and Sonya Deville kind of looked a little confused at the beginning, but they worked through it. And after that, there was no hiccups. Mandy Rose threw that awesome, like shining wizard type knee off the top rope. Yes. And I love the whole where they kind of, they 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 draped Bailey over the over the on the cell and just worked her over for like two minutes, um, and then waited for like to look at each side of the ring to see who was coming out while Bailey's just like dead hanging from the cell. <laughs> like they looked like a a brutal team. It it made mm-hmm. sense they worked together, but they just didn't know enough to finish to finish her off and get the job done. And I thought that was awesome. Um, Sasha came in, you know, made the same with beating the hell out of people. I thought Mickey James was going to tear her ACL when she did that move off the, the cell. That, oh, that God. scared me for a minute. Yeah. I'm like, she's going to land on her, 
on her toes before she does anything. Oh, God, there it goes. There's, okay, she's okay. Thank God. Um, Absolution went out first, and they were pissed about it. And I love that. that the, you know, it, it made sense because they weren't experienced. Mm-hmm. They didn't have Sasha win as much as she's my favorite. We all know this. Be, and they, they were smart, and they kept the belt on Alexa Bliss. And I think, if anything, do Sasha Bailey one-on-one at Mania. Throw her on the pre-show. Give him 15 minutes on the pre-show. I'd love to see that. There's no reason you can't do that instead of shoehorning him into the main event, into the, the women's title match. And it looks like they're not going that route. And I love the dissension between the two of them. And it's starting to go in a way that I don't know where it's going to go or who's going to turn on who. Because Bailey continues to be the vulnerable one. Like, she keeps falling for it. You know, she fell for it in the Rumble. She fell for it in the Chamber, every man for themselves. Yep. Now I hope she snaps. And that'd be such a great payoff out of this. Even though we, we both know that Sasha's a better heel. But she can still be this Sasha while being a baby. And, and it's okay. What if you actually start WrestleMania with Sasha Bailey? If you build a good enough program with the I'd be all for weeks. it. I'd rather see that than some of the others. I'd rather see that than Cena Taker. I honestly think you could have three. Hell no, you could have four women matches on the four hours. And I would hope and pray no one has a problem with it. But I think you could easily do four marquee matchups with that. And get Becky Lynch Charlotte um, because I think that's your SmackDown match. Yep, you do Becky Lynn, Charlotte, you do Asuka, Bliss, you do Bailey against Sasha, and then what, what's your what's your fourth one? Do you do, are you talking the Rousey? Well, the tag? Rousey mixed tag match, yeah. Yep. And I'll tell you what, if, if you if you really want to get everyone on there and you need, you need room to fill, do a cross-promotion match between Nia Jax and Naomi or something. Why yeah. not? Put it on the pre-show. If you, if you really need time to, you know, things to fill it. Go Raw versus SmackDown, even though it only happens once a year. They'll have a uh, Rockin' Robin Memorial Battle Royal. (laughs) Where we'll see Absolution versus the Riot Squad. (laughs) See, I want to see an all-women's pay-per-view. Like, so many great potential matchups. I knew we didn't even mention, like you said, Nia Jax, Naomi, you know, kind of even on the main show. And that's, that's sacrilege. It's it's awesome to think that they have enough on the roster that they don't know what to do with them because that means that they built a roster with great women and a lot of these women are are good on the indies. I mean Rebecca Knox before she was Becky Lynch, she worked Shimmer. You know, she was a good hand in Shimmer. But a lot of this all comes into play when they get with Sarah Del Rey. And going full circle back to the Sarah Del Rey thing from the first five minutes mm-hmm. of the show. It's it's awesome, and and they're doing so well, and literally the bright spot of 2018 for that for for WWE. I'm talking WWE proper. I'm not talking 205. I'm not talking NXT. But WWE proper has been the Raw Women's Division has been the best thing going on in this company. Stealing the show, week mm-hmm. in, month out, pay per view. I mean, I, I I'm actually looking forward to the Ruby Riot. Uh, Charlotte match at uh, at Road Lane uh, next month or in two weeks. Road so. Lane, I love it. I cannot wait. Um, and I'm being serious. I, I, that could be a potential good match. I, I like Ruby Riot in uh, on NXT. So hopefully the reincarnation is uh, could be something uh, pretty damn good. 
Yeah, she, she's a really good worker. I, I 100%, I, I 100% think she's a good hand. I Wyatt Hardy, next, was, there, was that too much time for them? I I was hoping with the with the goofy start of the match that there was going to be a little more bells and whistles. Um, Matt Hardy wins clean, by the way. That was yeah. surprising. Like, what? Didn't you just bury him in two minutes on Raw 25? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh no, <laughs> I did it. I did it. <laughs> Nightmares. Yeah, like and, and that's why I was just like, huh. So I don't know where you go with this now. They, obviously, these guys got to be lined up for Mania. I would assume in some kind of a gimmick match. <laughs> I think in exactly. a gimmick matches. Um, should Ronda Rousey uh, align herself with a snitch since uh, Kurt Angle? Pretty much snitched out uh, Stephanie and and Triple H there. Kurt Angle is what so happened. Bad. I look. I I know Kyle said hey, I want to see Kurt Angle wrestle. I don't. I I I'm like it's, we did it's hard that. to watch. Yeah. Well, half yeah. was on a stretcher, but <laughs> it's it's just it's hard. It's hard. He is he's got something goofy. Something just I don't know what it is. Ever since he's like. Kurt, Kurt, runs TV trucks. Oh my God, it's twelve million dollars, and then he runs off the screen. I've been yeah. like, um, Kurt Angle, man. I don't know if he just thinks it's funny, or they just like they don't he doesn't care. But when he said twenty-one, I'm like, oh my Oof. lord. Um, yeah. Ronda Rousey is horrendous on the microphone right now. I understand it's jitters, but I'll tell you what. The, the hey guys. one thing I. Yeah, when she's like, "Hey guys, great to like, be no! here." No, stop smiling. When I I said this, I said this to you after the rumble, and she proved my point at least in my eyes correctly. Yes. When she has that, I'm gonna eat your family look on her face. She looks like a badass, and I loved it. When uh-huh. she when she, when she looked like you got a problem, I was like, okay, this is the Ronda Rousey, and the crowd the crowd reacted to her. They sure as hell reacted to her. They were into it, and they when turned Stephanie it slapped her, mm-hmm. oh my god! And she did the Kota Ibushi with with the head raise, and the, and the single white female, as you called it. Yeah, like <laughs> I believe it. I believe every minute of it. And she walked away, not smiling. She went to the back, angry. She didn't point. She turned that segment around at the end, and I'll give her credit for doing yes. that. Because at the beginning, oh my, I, I, I did, I did a, a new one even for me. I stood up, put my hands on my head, did a 360 in the same spot, and sat back down on the couch. That was a new one for me even. I didn't know what I was doing there. And, I, and then, and then I'm everybody like, oh, was okay. off. I blame Kurt Angle. Um, for, for the, no, I it just everybody <laughs> seemed off. We we know how pros that Trips and Steph could be, but I, I think they were even dumbfounded. Uh, by you know, like you say, the jitters of one around the Rousey, and and unfortunately the the wear and tear of of Kurt Angle's uh, mind and body there. But um, uh, but the suplex that she gave Triple H was was beautiful. Uh, you know, into the table there, signs the contract, throws it on him. Um, yes, uh, and then she got that scowl, and even I was like, oh yes, like I was excited because. That's what I've been waiting for. Like you've been mm-hmm. hyping because I'm like, ah, round of rousing. And I was like, okay, she can work on the mic later or get a Paul Heyman 
after WrestleMania. Maybe he causes Triple H instead. I, I don't know where they're going to go with this. Um, but that would she's be a legit crazy. badass. Yeah, and, she, and I was she, like, she's going to murder someone. When she has that facial expression like she does at those weigh-ins, she truly is a believable killer. And we've yeah. seen it because she's, you know, you could say, you know, one of the most dominant women in, in mixed martial arts ever. And we saw her annihilate people one by one by one by one. And that's the look she gave last night at the end of that set. Maybe Kurt Angle was so bad. She was like, wait a minute. What am I nervous for? Look at this idiot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but she, she turned it on. And I think if I walk away, if I'm Vincent Man, I walk away from that segment, I go, it was a little rocky, but that, that segment won rather than lost because they, they, they made up for it and they, they figured it out. Strong. Yep. They stuck the landing, if you will. It, it, it went from, you know, she got her natural, she got a natural pop because of who she is and, and, a, and a chant from the crowd to the crowd turning on the whole segment to her leaving and the crowd going, all right, yeah, let's go Rhonda. So I, 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 I can't say as bad as it was, I can't say it was a failed segment. And that makes me happy. No, I agree. In the beginning, yes. The the first 80%, yes. But they they stuck the landing. It was perfect. So let's, you know, let's see, what, let's see where it goes from now. I hope it goes okay. I think things will. Um, you know, we'll see tonight. You know, I'm gonna... As predictable as it was, it was a fun show. I wasn't really bored throughout any of it. This this was a a, a breeze of a pay per view. Um, yes, the the men's chamber, you know, lasted a little bit longer. But you know, I think the contract signing. I don't know what went over on time. To be honest with you, I thought everything was was pretty evenly paid. Well, I, I guess Wyatt and Hardy. You know, and, and I, I still say that. The thing we, we've been wanting for a year, and now we're just like, eh, whatever, Matt Hardy. It's it's it's, it's the same. Two things. One, it's Personal I think quiet. with the network, I think with the network, they really don't care about time as much anymore because they don't have a pay per view schedule. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be part of it. But you know, two, I think it's fair to say once again, like you know, when I when I gave you those TNA numbers, it's it's not as over as people make it seem like it is. It's it's fun. And then after like the second or third time you see it, you're like, all right, well that was cool. It's it's literally what the you know like like last night I'm watching the 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 you know the, the beach ball thing was getting a bigger pop than the match was, and yeah. then the people start deleting the guy that took the beach ball, and all I see is people in the crowd doing Sieg Heil. I'm like, those people do not know what they're doing. You have to go down. You can't go up. And then now I'm now I'm taken out of the match, and I don't I'm not paying attention to the match. Um, shout out to how ginger Matt Hardy ran at Bray Wyatt for that clothesline when he was outside the ring. I it, it looked like the hardest thing in the world for Matt Hardy to run. <laughs> he was like bowlegged, and Wyatt murdered him on that clothesline. You know, and I, I did enjoy when uh, when Hardy like went in the corner and was like, yeah. Then he like realized he was acting like normal, and then he was like, ah. And then he went back and. Corey Graves starts laughing. He's like, I don't think Hardy knows what he's doing anymore. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty entertaining. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a fun show. It was a fun show. Um, not much more to really talk about. Wrap this thing up here. Tomorrow night, Sportscast Radio, we will be on at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on this same 
Strong Style Media Network on Blog Talk. Uh, myself and Jordan. Jordan will be back in the house after my solo attempt last week, which kind of bombed, but it was fun. Uh, 10 p.m. tomorrow night, we will have Corey Hansford uh, back on from uh, Laker Nation, talking to the L.A. Lakers. It's always good to have Corey on. I want to pick his brain a little bit uh, about Sasha Banks' resurgence of how good she's been doing, because we all know Corey loves himself some Sasha Banks. So I'm excited to talk to Corey again. We haven't talked to him in a while. Um, fun little show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we got Corey on 10 o'clock tomorrow. 9 to 11, we're on. Uh, Alex, we'll be on with, with Kyle on Wednesday. What time are you guys coming on Wednesday, 8? Uh, 8 p.m. We're going to talk some Oscar predictions. Uh, we'll talk uh, a little movie Kyle saw on Netflix. Maybe I'll see Game Night, uh, and we we'll, might give a little bit spoilery Black Panther review here. There we go. Thank you all for listening. We go watch some wrestling and get some tacos, I think. <laughs> and and then work on our new intro, damn it, because I've been promising it for two weeks. Because <laughs> Alice still doesn't get Adam Cole. WrestleCast, Talk Style Media. We'll see you guys next week.